those praying in those spirits. You worship in those spirits. can we have no instruments please no instruments you guys need to be praying Lord, to you be all the glory. Yes, I cannot hear you praying. Lift up the Most High God. Lebra ande lebro boso to livre gesete livra dus regesete lis mandelieso to jeka to livre lis e mandele grande solo ya fradisian salibro bosa membro koto shoto labra hadele bosa regesete libro luza tandele brahandes le grande le boso to jeke libro soto libra hanes rakasata labas rabasata libro bosa Lord, we worship you. We lift your name high. You are high and you are lifted up. Le brozoto je provosus. Le candelis yoto livralis. Receive our worship. Receive our worship. Le gadan liesotale brebosa. E caluzoto librelis et livra luzga. Le candel brozoto lo brogosoto je provosa. Ma le brozoto jeke se te livre lisian to la brabosa. Re balagada la bozoto le bregedededededededebosa. Ma le brozoto libros. Father, I thank you for today. Le kozoto jipramonde le katalie vrelises. Re bozoto li kante livro luzien ta libro gozoto li apravasa. La cosa ta la bragadisien ta libro godus. La zuta livra ningra liso to livra non diesus. Ragasa tala brevoso to jeke se tala brobosa. Mengre liso to vrahande le vrelises. Oh, le krasa tale brobosa. Je liso tale vrelis. E kasandie so tavrelisia. Rekozoto je probos. Ah, le krandosia tasa tala bragas. Magradiso brevisia tavradus. Lo grande liso tale vrelusia. Les ofriendas graduosas tan brevosas y procosonte hatalia brelis. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Legos hatalias. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed, we have worshipped, we have given thanks. Hallelujah. Can somebody jam their hands together? And give God praise.
Hallelujah. Can we take our seats? Please help me greet somebody to your left and to your right. This is not um, somebody's personal concert. Obviously, that's not the message. Praise God. Mm. And if there's a leader in the house, you have every right to pull anybody down that you know that is not in the spirit. That is why you are there. Praise God. All right. Hi. I don't even know where to start from, and you just... <laughs> Praise God. All right, so last week, we were, um, Wednesday, we continued with the Alone with God, and Pastor Jethro talked about um, what? Somebody help me. That there's a format. Did we actually listen to that? Okay, so there's a format to how we come uh, to be alone with God and how we come into God's presence, all right? So I, I think I want to take that a bit further. I'm not even sure what it's about, but I'm sure you'll figure it out. But it's still a part of the Alone with God series. Praise God. All right. So, um, my dad lives in Festac, okay? And once in a while, my sister comes, so she stays outside this area. So, she comes down, and um, so she'll call, okay, I'm on my way, and then somehow, myself, my brother, will converge at my dad's house, meet with my dad, we just gist and have fun, like, generally just gist and catch up, Okay? And it's fun. I mean, being with my dad, he is alone, right? So he stays alone with a little boy and all of that. So we check the freezer. This man, you're not eating and all that. We fuss over him. All the normal things that you're supposed to do as a good child. Amen. Um, but as much as I like those times when we are together and we are fellowshipping, so to speak, I actually prefer when I go myself alone to go and hang out with my father. Because then we sit down and there is no rush. And he has all these years of experience and he's just looking for who to download to. You know, when you get older, you, you learn to talk more and you're looking for who to download on. Praise God. So we we'll sit and we're just gisting and it's not horrid gist. He'll tell me about his regrets, give me the inside gist about some family members, some scandals that we were not aware of when we were growing up. Just gist. And then, because he's at that age, he's not young, he's old, there's very little that impresses him in terms of what you can give him. So if you like give him one million, like, what will I do with this? Jonas, and he is, he is more, he is content with simple things. So you buy him a car, fine, he's a car, his church is just down the road. And that's it. But he wants to hear about you and about your wins. And because he has nothing at stake, when he's celebrating your wins, he's genuinely happy. We are like, okay, so we are, we, are, we are stepping up the business, or this is this new business idea. You can see that he's genuinely interested. And he's so happy for every single thing that you say that, and we are, we've expanded to this, or we've done that. You can see the, the joy and the pride when you are just gisting. And 
Because today, today when, when I was praying, at first I was thinking and then I started praying because thinking did not help. I did not know what I was coming here to do. <laughs> so I said, God, help me. And he asked, and he said, why, why, why do you want to spend time with me? Why do you want to be alone with me? And I had to draw the parallel between our heavenly father and my earthly father. And I could see some similarities. And I could now see why we would need and he would love us to have time of fellowship with him. Praise God. So one of the reasons why we need this time alone with God, we need times and seasons alone with God. If you're writing, you started. You can write all of that just about my daddy. <laughs> but the reason is this. At the, in the beginning, that was the original intent. God created man for fellowship. So the Bible records that he will come in the evening, in the cool of the evening, and he will gist with Adam. And I don't know what they were talking about. Probably like, man, I, I love the way you named Lion. Because when you see Lion, you just think Lion. How did you do it? And Adam will be like, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just following you. You know, you are my big bros. <laughs> I don't know how they were talking. But I now see it coming to present day when you, God is looking for that situation where he wants to actually gist with you. And you come in the cool of the evening like Adam and, he, and he's asking, how was your day? And you're able to say, and thank God for the Holy Spirit. Well, thank God because you are here. <laughs> well, thank you for the Holy Spirit. That's, he just told me to take uh, Todd Milland, and I knew that Todd Milland was not going to be good, but he said I should take it anyway. And Todd Milland was just free all the way till I got home. And I heard that the people that took a relay, they are still there till now. I'm sure they are still there. That's why they are not in church. <laughs> and then while you're just you'll be like, ah, that's true. I need you to pray for Annabelle because she's going through stuff right now. And while we are there, while we are still on this matter, I, I, I need, I'm going to pass some money through you. I will send some money so that you can, you can, you can sow one million to Joshua because he needs help. And then I also need you to be praying for Burundi because souls are perishing. Can you see what fellowship looks like? I, I, I need you to do these things. I will, don't worry, your, some money will come your way. But because I know you and because I trust you, I know that you're not going to spend it. So give it to Joshua. And then you see Sunday morning, you go up to Joshua and you're like, man, I feel led to sow this into your life. And Joshua's like, man, praise God. Joshua comes on stage and he's like, somebody gave me one millionaire. He doesn't know that it came from the place of fellowship. Praise God. I believe that that is how and that is what God wants to do. He wants to be able to fellowship and interact and, and have that time alone with you where he can bear his heart and he can just fellowship, just gist. Fellowship is gist. Fellowship is, let's just be. Praise God. For me, that's, that's how I see it. That's the picture I see in my I don't know if it's different or if it's some, supposed to be something else, but... 
that's my own definition of being alone with God, where he is just chasing. Praise God. Second reason is that when God created everything, he linked everything he created to the source of where he created it from. So the fish would get sustenance from water. Am I right? If you take a fish out of water, what will happen? It will die. So I believe that because God himself breathed into man, then we have no choice, really, but to get sustenance from him. And sustenance is, is primarily just being connected to the source. So sustenance is us being in his presence all the time. Because if you take us out of that, then we begin to die. Praise God. This was supposed to be a happy message. It's these people. Blame them. Hallelujah. So I look at, <laughs> I look at David and... What trips me about David? So when we see David and we see how, for me, David was probably the most, what's the word now? Expressive, passionate expressor of God's love and of fellowship. Am I right? As in when you look at Psalm, you're like, who is this guy? (laughs) Like the kind of things he would say about God and all of that. And you would think that David had the kind of relationship where he was seeing God. Maybe like a Moses. You know, Moses hung out with God. He could hear God's voice and all of that. Or like an Elijah where they could talk and God could be saying, what are you doing there? And he's like, I want to die. As in, they were having conversation. But David wasn't like that. He did not have those kind of conversations with God. In fact, the Bible does not record at any point that they actually talked. Am I correct? Think about it. I, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it was recorded that he had conversation with God. As a matter of fact, I don't even see anywhere in the Bible, apart from when he flung the stone at Goliath, where there was any real miracle concerning David. Am I right? Think about it. Don't, don't just say yes. Well, actually, please think about it. I, I want to be proven wrong. But I don't see it. So you don't see the sun standing still. You don't see an axe ahead floating to the top of the water. You don't see uh, rain being stopped. Or it wasn't in his time. So he did not experience the miraculous as we see it, or as what we call the miraculous. Am I, am I right? But he could say all of these things about God. He could be so passionate about his relationship with God. So how is David different from us today? So you don't see people walking on water and doing all of those things. So how, how, but you've seen a couple of battles and you've won them, just like David. So how are we not passionate like David? I think David is somebody we should learn from. Praise God. So I'll just run through a couple of things I believe. um, How we can develop that kind of relationship, the kind of relationship that David had. We'll run through a couple of things. Some of them relate to David. Some of them will just be general Bible verses. But I I strongly believe we need to go and study the life of David and see what it was that made him tick 
and say the kind of things he said about God. Because he never saw God and he never experienced the supernatural the way we define the supernatural. It's based on the stories we've seen in the Bible. Amen. I hope I'm making sense. All right. So number one, how do we develop um, that kind of relationship where well, we want to be alone with him? When, when, just like David, is like, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for... Ah, man, that's like heavy stuff. Praise God. Number one, you need to believe that he exists, that God exists. You cannot have a relationship with someone you don't even believe exists. Now, we don't see him, but David was not seeing him either. We can't see him, but we should believe, we should have that consciousness that God exists. And I also need to say this at this point, we should, we should stop looking for God in, in physical manifestations. Sometimes it gets us into trouble. Praise God. We are so busy chasing manifestations that we are led astray sometimes. I don't know if you did this when you were a child, when you would look up and you look at the cloud, like, that, that cloud looks like the face of Jesus. Did you do that? It was only me, Abby. I, I, I was the only boy for a long time. My sister, cousins, they were all girls, so it was, I, I, I had to bear a lot of those things. Then you look at me like, see, Jesus, see, I, see his beard. And all I was saying then was, man, I can see Amala. And Pomo, the one that is rolled, that's the stew. That's what I'm saying because I would never agree with them. Why? <laughs> so I, I, I think we need to stop searching in, in places where Jesus is not or where God isn't. Let's come to that reality or to that realization that God, just like the Bible says, blessed are you that believe even though you've not seen. Can we receive that blessing that I may never see him while I'm here and I think I need to stop looking for him in the clouds but I'm blessed because I believe anyway. Just like Hebrews 6 says, uh, sorry, 11 verse 6, it, it, it says that what? Hebrews 11 6. Why did you put it up now? <laughs> I want to know people that are not reading the Bible. Okay. What? But what? It's impossible to please God, for he that will come to him must first, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you need to believe that he is. You don't have to see. Praise God. Praise God. So the first thing, you need to believe that there is a God. Number two, you need to understand that the responsibility of that intimate relationship that you seek rests on you. You want relationship with God. You want fellowship. You want that alone time. But it rests on you to make it happen. Praise God. He says, draw near to me. Come close to me and I will come close to you. In other words, the level of closeness you are feeling right now is your fault. Did you get that? If you come to me and, I'm like, and you're like, I'm not really feeling God. I'm not really feeling God. You know, some people say that. I'm not really feeling. And it's you. It's on you. 
you want to feel close to God, you want to feel the presence of God, it's for you to draw near. God is waiting for you. So the extent to which you draw close is that to that same extent that he will draw close to you. So the responsibility lies on you. Can you say that after me? The responsibility lies on me. The responsibility lies on me. All right, number three. Be sincere. Be sincere. I've had situations in church. Somebody will come. And they're like, good, let's say, good morning, Sunday morning. They're like, good morning. I'm like, good morning, how are you? Like, and they'll start. They'll start usually with, I just love your spirit. I like the way you talk. When you preach, I just, I just like when you come on stage. I just is that your son? Oh, fine boy. How are you? And then the next thing is, sir, I have a product. <laughs> Ten plots of land in Yanosolo. Like, <sighs> as in, it just cancels everything. <laughs> and there are people like that, where. From the beginning, they already know why they are going to meet God. Lord, you are awesome. God is like, okay. <laughs> Lord, you are wonderful. Nobody like you. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> like, Lord, I never marry you. <laughs> and God is like, I'm aware. In other words, you will see a lot of people coming into church and they are not here because their heart is here and they are looking for actual relationship. They just want to see God's hand. And the minute God performs, they are gone. Some of them are even a bit more sincere about it, so they will complain about it. I like when you are sincere. I would have preferred if you came to me like, good morning, sir, I have this product, and then I'll just blast you straight. That What are you coming to sell to me in church? I'll, I'll, the blasting will be straight. I won't have to, like, I won't have to now try to be nice about it. Do you understand? Like, guy, go, you know? But you now have people that will come. There are there some people, as in the number of people God has taken away from this church for our sakes, eh? I mean, you. He'll come and be like, this is, it doesn't give its, its musicians a stage. Look at me now. Like, okay. Basically, he came here to get a recording contract. Because in his mind, DCC is where they will give you money or they will push you or they will give you a platform to come and sing so that you will blow. And when that doesn't happen, they move on to the next church. Praise God. There are many. There are, there are many. There are many. Trust me. And you still hear them there. That they don't give churches. Churches do not encourage their... What, what, what are we? Their congregation. <laughs> They don't encourage that congregation. They'll just, they'll just take one superstar. So you're already opening your heart and we're seeing your true intent. Am I correct? That, that, that's why you're here. You're not here for fellowship. You didn't come to look for God. You came for a contract. Praise God. So be sincere. Be sincere enough to tell God that, Lord, I'm actually in need. I need this. 
but I also want to seek you. You know, it's easier to help you when we've, when we've put all the cards on the table from the beginning. And God cannot be mocked. He sees the intent of the heart. Praise God. So please be sincere. The Bible says that the people worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me with my lips. So they, you will know all the right words. You will say all the right things, but we know, and, and God knows that your heart is not with him. He knows why you are really here. All right. Number four. His word is key. In other words, he has given us, he has given us his word. Now, this is Logos, like Pastor Jethro said last week. You mentioned, this is Logos. This is the written word. But this is the foundation to everything and every revelation you are going to get. So, yes, this is Logos. But Rema also comes based on this. Do you understand that? The dynamism of God's word, the word coming to life, the word becoming flesh, is still based on this written word. So it's on you to make sure that you consume this because you are not going to get anything outside this. Or at least anything you get must rhyme with this, with the word of God, with the written word of God. Praise God. So, his word is key. Put in the work. Put in the work. Um, we're talking about being alone with God, yes? And the way I see it is almost like the same way you would have when you're in a relationship or you're starting a relationship. You know, you would, um, for the first few years for some people, you are just plain annoying because you just found this new boy and he's disturbing you and yourself, you are being disturbed. So you, it's all about that person at that time. Am I correct? You see somebody, except you don't like the boy or the girl, but you see somebody you like, that's for single people now. For married people, it's too late. <laughs> but the truth is, you are mindful of that person. Your mind is full of that person. Am I correct? So you are, you are, you are so bothered about what's her shoe size, what's her dress size, what's her favorite color, what's her favorite food. Am I, am I making sense? What's, what's her favorite this and that? So, so why, why do we think it's going to be any different when, we come, when it comes to God? God, what, what do you like? What do you not like? It's also there. So that's where the study is. You're actually studying that other person to know what that person likes and what that person does not like. So what, what, what does God not like? He says, uh, even the same David, with my whole heart I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Your, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. That's, that's something he does not like. He doesn't want me to sin against him. And the remedy is for me to put his word in my heart. Can you see where the study comes in? What does it like? Look for it in the word. What pleases him? Faith pleases him. Just like we said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So how do I build my faith? So can you see how you progress in fellowship? 
Because he's already telling you and you're already discovering that these are the things he likes. These are the things he does not like. These are the places he doesn't want me to be in. These are the people he doesn't actually want me to be hanging around. Praise God. He says, uh, uh, Psalm 1. He says, I, I will not be seen among the scornful or the, or the wicked. Praise God. That's, that's what he likes. And that's what he doesn't like. So that's what you're supposed to be focusing on when you're in a place of, of fellowship. Hallelujah. Um, let's look at Psalm 24. Sorry, 27 verse 4. Can we read that together? One thing I have desired that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Let's just hold it there. It says, one thing I have desired of the Lord and I will seek after it. Can you see where you put in the work? You desire it of God. You want God to give it to you, but you're also aware that you need to put in the work. Praise God. I desire it, but I'm willing to put in the work. And that's, what, that's why I said, that I will seek after. So I would, I would seek after the things that, that, that please you. I would seek after the things that, that, that cause you joy. I will pray for the people you put upon my heart to pray for. That, that's how it starts. Hallelujah. Number five, never get over familiar. So let's start again. Number one is what? You have to believe that he exists. Number two, that one is long. I want to believe you wrote something, so that's why you're reading. You're not just saying... <laughs> Number three, be sincere. Number four, his word is key. And number five, don't get over-familiar. Never get over-familiar. Just like in any marriage. If you're not constantly looking to put in the work, you will start to despise that person. Praise God. Ask anybody who has been married for longer than two months. <laughs> oh, you're expecting me to say 20 years. No. We've no marriages that have ended in, in, in even less time. Overfamiliarity means that you've gotten the prize, so you don't need to work anymore. So you've put that trophy there and then you move on to other things. You refuse to put in that same effort that it took for you to get that prize in the first place. Praise God. So you've gotten God. In quotes. Let's, let's assume you spent one serious, maybe four hours in God's presence and you're like, wow, you're on fire. And then you go out and you do exploits in the, in the power of his might. Hallelujah. And then the next time you think that because you took two steps forward and one step to the left and you got results, you think that's what's going to happen the next time. That's over familiarity. Because in your mind, you have put God down to an equation where it's now about the steps and not about relationship. Praise God. That is why the sons of Skiva could say what they said. In the name of Jesus have you had it with it? And, and, and uh, the God that uh, Paul worshipped, the demon said, calm down. Jesus, we know. 
So you see that it's relationship. Paul, we know who you be. <laughs> I don't know if the demons have to split themselves from the guy, like, just lock that door. I will stay here. Then they brushed the guy. They beat him well. I mean, they, they, they was even, sorry, seven, the sons of Skiba, so there were even more. Uh, so seven. So I, I don't know how they, they divided themselves. Just hold down one and you come. May I finish with this guy? <laughs> and they, but but it, it's coming from a place of relationship. It's not about the steps. That is why I can come and say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, and you will come, and somebody will come and not get the same results. Because I got power from the place of fellowship. You are thinking that it's the seven steps to getting people to rise up and walk. It's not about the steps. And that's why Jesus changed it every time. Today, he'll tell you to go and wash your eyes. Tomorrow, he'll tell you to he'll spit in your eye. So you just confuse, keep everybody confused. Because they were looking for how to write the textbook on how to open blind eyes. Well, he was just changing it for them every time. There is no one way. There is no one way. It comes from instruction. And instruction comes from fellowship. That's why he could say that there is nothing you see me do that I have not seen my father do. I'm in constant communication with headquarters. Praise God. So, like I said, never get over familiar. Never get too familiar to the point where you think you can boil it down to steps. Praise God. So ultimately, when you are spending time with God and you, you are building that relationship and it's getting deeper and it's getting better and it's getting sweeter, something happens. Something happens. And what, what was that? Number one, you start to build, your confidence level starts to build. And confidence is what we call faith in Christianese. Praise God. You know what Christianese is now in church language. Confidence is faith. So the more time I'm spending with God, the more confidence I have that the God I have and the ability of that God I have, it becomes more real to me. The power and the ability of God become more real to me so that when I leave God's presence and I call upon that ability or that power, God answers out of relationship. There are some people I will do almost anything for because of relationship. Praise God. There are some people I would think more than twice before I lift my hand to do anything. It's relationship. There are some people that they will say, please, can you come and do something? And the first thing that will come out of my mouth is, is you now. It's not for everybody. I will not say that for everybody. And I say, it's you now. That, what, what am I saying? What do you think I'm saying there? I didn't get that. Anybody? I have relationship. I can't deny you this. I will not deny you this because it's, it's you now. And that's what happens when you see some people getting certain results and you're wondering how. It's relationship. It's, really, it's not steps, it's relationship. Praise God. And it looks like God was partial to David, but see relationship now. God, God looked like it was partial. It looked like God was partial. 
when you read us, when you read the whole of David, you're like, is this the only person in Israel or in, in Judah? That, what, what is it? But God seemed to be partial to him, but he was based on this, on the fact that he was a man after God's heart. Praise God. So, like I said, first thing that happens is your confidence level builds, right? Your ability to see, to, to, to understand, sorry, your, uh, you are able, sorry, to see the, the power of God, and you also see God answer when you call. Um, that, like I said, that's what we call miracles. As you also build that confidence, all right, you also notice that you become more mature. You start to build in spiritual maturity, so there's an exchange. God is taking all the nonsense out. Like, you talk too much. Shh. You talk too much. And you're like, okay. Or you want to give that person all of your mind. Not even a piece. And now you have the Holy Spirit in you that is telling you, no. Just be quiet. Let me fight this one. Just sit back. You know it's sweeter. When God deals with somebody for you, whoo, you can't, even, after a while, even you, you won't be able to, you, you'll be like, God, mercy. <laughs> it have do. Praise God. And that's why you will see a lot of people who have spent time with God. If you look at Abraham, for instance, because of relationship, all right? He had gotten to that stage where God was able to say that, will I hide this thing from my... Imagine if it's you. So God, you've spent time with God. You've built rapport. And God is like, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, because it's you, I, I'm going to bring judgment on some Nigerian leaders. I'm bringing judgment. Some people at the back do not hear me. I'm bringing judgment on some Nigerian leaders. So he's telling you out of relationship. Somebody said Amen. <laughs> Somebody, somebody here will like, God, wait, I have a list. I'm coming. <laughs> but a mature person who has been with God will be like, mercy, Lord. <laughs> I'm not understanding <laughs> You need to spend more time in God's presence. <laughs> what, is, what is wrong with your people? Nobody here, not one. <laughs> that is why he said, and I sought for a man. <laughs> it means that I will not destroy them. And I did not find. <laughs> he probably came to DCC. <laughs> Nobody. He needs spiritual maturity. No, this, uh, this, this, this was a joke. You will not be able to say mercy, Lord, for Burundi. Let's, let's, let's change it from Nigeria. Okay, so God says, I'm going to bring judgment on the leaders in Burundi. You will say mercy, Abby. Okay. We have a long way to go. <laughs> Praise God. But that, that's just the thing. 
with greater intimacy comes maturity. But then again, with that maturity comes greater responsibility. When my son was three, four, and I had guests in the parlor, my son didn't send whether there was a guest or not now. He will come, Daddy, I want to watch Power Rangers. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if this is <laughs> what kind of meeting this is about. But the older he gets and the older he is, because now he's 10, I'm able to say, Korede, we are busy now. And he gets it. He stands up, stands up and walks out, finds something else to do until we are done. Am I correct? The older you, <clears throat> sorry, the older you get in God, the more responsibilities accrue to you, but the more mature you also become. So that God is able to, like I said, you remember that gist we were saying about God, like God, God is telling you, I need you to pray for this person. I need to pass some money through you. He doesn't do that with babies. He can't do that with babies. You will spend all the money. That one million is you that will come and give testimony. God give me. <laughs> come and see what the Lord has done for me. Meanwhile, God was saying, no, pass, pass it on, pass it. I'm like, no, Lord, I bind you. <laughs> yeah, but with maturity comes responsibility. Praise God. So greater expectations, greater rest. So now I can tell my son, that why are you behaving like a three-year-old? And he gets it. You saw that I was talking to somebody and you came and you interrupted. Why would you do that? He gets it. That is why some of you, because of the level you've got into, all you need to do, cover the ears of the babies, is just wink at the girl and she gets pregnant. I'm like, but why, Lord? And it's because you have got into a level with God that some other person might get away with it, but you cannot. Somebody is not happy with that. Sorry. Had to be said. The kind of things that your friends are getting away with, you cannot. Because more is required of you. More is demanded of you because of the level you are at now. Praise God. So just in case you've been wondering how come God is so harsh with me now, it's probably because you've gone a bit far with him. If you don't like it, you're going to backslide. I think this is better because at the end of the day, you don't just go into God's presence because we're talking about being alone with God. You're also living and moving around with the very presence of God. So you come into a situation and you can say, peace, be still. And there is clarity. There is calm. There are solutions. You don't have to Say, I'm coming. I need to go on a three-day fast before we can find a solution. But you're already carrying the very presence of God with you so that wherever you go, without you having to say too many things. You know, so for some people, you see them, okay, they bring somebody and like, Father Lord, Father Lord, Father Lord, Father Lord. And somebody else will just come and like, out. And there are levels. There are levels. 
Praise God. Comes with confidence. Comes with confidence. You can't play with that. You can't play with, with the time you are spending with God. You cannot play with, with, with the essence of what you are taking from it. It's, it's, not, it's not just you going to mark attendance. And like I said, because you carry the presence of God with you, you can actually now be in a room full of people and you are alone with God. That's the ultimate. I think a couple of people are catching it now. It's not until you go into your closet before you now spend time alone with God. I can be in a room full of people and be in contact with God. Can you remember the woman with the issue of blood? You know, there were people thronging Jesus. There were people pressing on Jesus. And Jesus said, who touched me? And, and, and the disciples said, how can you ask this? Everybody was pushing on you. Uh, and he said, no, so somebody made a demand on my ability. So you are working with God permanently. You are constantly receiving rema. You are constantly receiving word. You are constantly receiving. You are just in that quiet place even though you are in the midst of a crowd. You are in contact with Jesus. You are in contact with the Father. For me, that's the ultimatum. Because what if you can't? What if, like Paul, you are in prison? There's no quiet place in prison. Praise God. Well, you can sit by yourself and you're just in communion. You're just lost. That's the ultimate. That's what we strive for. Praise God. Because I wanted us to pray. Can we pray a little? Just a bit. So let's rise to our feet. I believe you've caught something. Let's make that declaration, not for God. God is waiting. Let's tell ourselves that, you know what, I'm going to make this real for me. The same way it was real for David. This relationship that everybody's boasting about and everybody keeps saying God said, but I cannot with confidence say God said. I want that. So I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to love him even if I can't see him. I'm going to find out what pleases him. I'm going to find out what displeases him and I am going to stop doing them. The reason we stop doing certain things is not because it's a sin or it's not a sin. It's just a matter of relationship. How will God see me? How will God perceive this? If you are still struggling with whether you should drink or not, whether it's in the Bible or not, think about that. Like, would God want me to do this? Simple. If that doesn't answer it for you, then maybe you're just not ready. If we're talking intimacy with God, intimacy, nothing else should be taking the place of the love of your life. That's how it works. You want to pick up the phone and call every time. I, I, I don't know how it is now, but then there was night calls, free night calls. You will talk, you will move from one hand 
to the other. And then your phone will start dying. You plug in your charger. You, keep, you, just, you just keep talking. For you to be able to do that with God, as in, do you know how awesome that will be? And you don't run out of things to say. Because I still don't know what we used to talk about in those days. And you talk from, what time did that thing start? We are praying. You people are answering me. And it ended at four, I think. And you will talk for four hours. And you're like, what are you thinking of now? Like, nothing. What about you? Nothing. Like, wow. Imagine if we could do that with God. Like, God, what are you thinking about now? And God is like, I'm happy you asked. Can you go and see this person tomorrow? She's going through stuff. She just needs to see somebody. She needs to talk to somebody. So I'm sending you. Lord, that is what I want. That is what I want. That I will have access. And I will also be accessible. So no distractions from, from any other person. Because God, God will always know that I can always count on Wally. He will always be there. I know that I am seeing him by three o'clock. I will ask him. Oof. God is looking for a man. He's looking for a channel of blessing. He cannot drop money from heaven. So he wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. He wants you to be a channel of blessing. He wants you to be an intercessor because he does not, it is not his will that any perish. So he needs you. But if you are not accessible, you are so distracted. You are chasing money. The money that's the entire riches and the entire wealth of this earth lies with one source and that is God. So he's waiting for you, but you are chasing money. Let's get our priorities right. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. You know, David said a prayer. He said, create in me a clean heart. And he says, renew the right spirit in me. Lord, whatever it was David saw, whatever it was that he called, uh, that, that he said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Wow. Lord, can we feel that? I ask that you restore the joy of salvation. I ask that you create in us new hearts, clean hearts, and you renew the right spirit, the spirit that yearns for you. The spirit, the spirit that thirsts for you. The spirit that wants to be with you. Above all, that you can say that better is one day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. I, I don't know what David felt. I don't know how he felt it. But Lord, can you create in us that heart in the name of Jesus? Where we would want to fellowship and it is not a struggle. Lord, we are saying that we are willing to put in the work.
In Jesus' name.